When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Earmuffs, if you don't want to know the NFL scores, last game of the first week of the playoffs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 25-9 to against the Philly Eagles. Thank you, Diesel. Uh, and what a turnaround to the career of Baker Mayfield. That's another great story, uh, a fascinating story to come out of this. But they're uh, a minute and a half into the fourth quarter and it's 25-9. to uh, Games just started with uh, OKC and the LA Lakers. Josh Giddy in action Today against LeBron and AD. And uh, 3-0, the early lead for the OKC inside uh, the first uh, minute of that game. Um, great chance to speak some basketball. And a man that's played at the highest level, 49 games, I reckon it was, for the Dallas Mavericks. He averaged uh, 40% from beyond the arc. He was one of our best shooters over Australian basketball's history. He played uh, with a plum for the Boomers on many an occasion. He's been a star of the NBL. Now he's doing a very, very good job uh, as a, a pundit and an expert analyst uh, as part of the NBL coverage. It's great to have a coffee catch-up with Ryan Brokoff. All thanks to Maccas. Get the new pineapple fritters and pineapple Sunday at Maccas now. Ryan Brokoff, hello, mate. Hey, mate. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. It always is. I love having a chat to you. Um, how are you enjoying the transition from playing to commentating? Uh, actually, a lot. Um, took a few games to kind of get over the nerves, but really enjoying being behind the desk and just talking basketball, still being around uh, the NBL and, and just sort of, uh, I guess, getting everything in line for post-career now. What have you made of the season that uh, the NBL continues to go from strength to strength? I'm always rapt to see when the state press release comes out that continuing to attract more viewers, uh, they're continuing to grow the crowds that are coming, they continue to take space in the sporting landscape that others haven't been brave enough to go into, like Christmas Day games and you name it. It's the most innovative competition in Australia uh, and they reap the benefits of it. They absolutely do. They're not willing. They're not scared to, to try something new and are willing to, to give anything a go. And I think the Christmas Day games have been a great spectacle and um, have had some really good results. But the NBA on a whole, it's, it's going gangbusters. It's in, in the season, I don't know who the script writers are for the NBL, but they are putting on one heck of a season with, you know, bottom beating top and the cluster in the middle of the pack to trying to make finals. It's it's going to be an entertaining finish to the season and I can't wait to, to be on board and, and call a few games. Just on the Christmas Day games, did you, while you're with Dallas, did you ever play a Christmas Day game in the NBA? I don't think we did um, during my time. So we weren't, uh, we weren't very good uh, when I was with the Mavs. So <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't recall playing a Christmas Day game. I remember we had games um, around Christmas and it's obviously... Uh, huge event over in the States, the Christmas Day, Day Games, um, and something that seems to be growing here in Australia with the NBL. But, um, yeah, I unfortunately never was a part of it. And, and now that I have kids, I, I actually enjoy probably spending Christmas Day at home. Hey, this NBL season, uh, as you mentioned, uh, the scriptwriters have been doing their jobs, a big tick for them. Um, 
every team is keeping this season interesting. Um, you've got five games to go in the regular. Um, and look, I don't know if you can count anybody out of those playing positions yet. You've got Illawarra who are making a late run. Uh, they're 9 and 10 from 19 games. Cairns have actually won more games, but even Adelaide at the bottom have won seven. So you wouldn't effectively put a line through them just yet. With Melbourne and Perth uh, firmly ensconced inside the top two, the competition for those final four spots and maybe even that final spot in the play-in, uh, that is well and truly alive. Oh, it's up for grabs and there is a host of teams right around the mark and as you said, Adelaide a few weeks ago you would have written them off completely. They were playing terribly and and looked um, completely shot but they've, they've turned it around and won some games. They they dropped one they should have won against Cairns, which would have made it really, really interesting for them. But, you know, there's five or six teams fighting for those last few spots and each game just becomes even more important. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be exciting. There's going to be a lot of storylines and, and hopefully we just get every team healthy and firing and putting on a show for us. What are the biggest games of round 16 to your eye, Ryan Brokoff? There's... As I said, there's teams who are faltering. Southeast Melbourne have lost four out of five. Um, Sydney have just turned their losing streak of three games around, but they've only won two out of their last five. Uh, there's teams who have got finals spots within their gra- Even New Zealand have faltered losing three in a row. What's the most important matchup of this round for you? Oh, mate, it's, it's hard to uh, it's hard to pick just one one game. There's so many storylines, and and Tassie are one team that's struggled lately as well, which is surprising from them but um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow night's game uh, Phoenix and Adelaide at SBC it's always a great environment um, playing more of a, a local uh, arena but Phoenix need the, this win to keep their season alive um, dealt with a bunch of injuries as everyone is aware and 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 haven't looked good the last few weeks so they need to kind of ride the ship against Adelaide who have been playing much better the last few weeks and and try and make a push here to finish. But, you know, there's, there's games of plenty. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Tassie-United game as well on Friday. Um, Tassie seemed to have the wood over United uh, over recent history, and and they need a win. They need a win. They're kind of sitting, still sitting pretty in the standings, but yeah. the last month or so has just been uh, rough. Yeah, the double OT loss to Illawarra is a game they probably shouldn't have let slip. But uh, Will Magne, is, he's pretty bullish on the fact that um, he thinks that they can turn this around despite those drop games. What have you made of the Brisbane Bullets? Uh, four in a row that they won. And what if you could put your finger on it, what's been the catalyst for the turnaround in their season to get themselves back up with a chance to play finals? I think it's, it's had to do with their defensive end. Um, uh, McDaniels has been uh, incredible for them defensively and, and sort of bringing him into the starting lineup and, and putting, um, you know, an import who... Usually when imports come over, they're, they're playing starting minutes and, and starting and and having um, the biggest roles. But, but just finding that balance between offense and defense has been really important for them, getting some healthy bodies and, and finding some for, for Sobey, who was carrying it by himself for a little while. But Josh Bannon's come along. Uh, Tyrell Harrison having a really, really good season. And, and who doesn't love seeing Rocco Sikarski make an impact in the, the minutes that he gets. But yep. they're well-balanced, and I, I, I was high on them early and then rode them off for the period of the season. Now I'm back on track, and they're just, <laughs> it's just the NBL. I think most teams have kind of done that, 
done it to us this season. Yeah, and they've got themselves in a fifth position too. A couple of games clear of Illawarra in sixth. For you, before we let you go, Ryan, I mean, Melbourne United, they're three wins clear of Perth, first and second at the moment. Um, is it a fait accompli that Melbourne are the team to beat or do you see it a bit broader than that? I think those two right now on, on form and, and throughout the season and the, the calibre of players they have, Bryce Scott and obviously front runner for MVP, United are stacked with talent led by Chris Goulding. It's it's sort of those two at the moment. I think Tassie have the talent to compete, but they just haven't put it together yet. I've always liked New Zealand's roster, um, but they've just struggled with injuries and and uh, a chance not to even make the play-in. So it, it's probably those two right now, but the last few weeks of the season will really, I guess, separate the contenders from the pretenders, and um, it's going to be fun to watch. Well, you've answered two questions in one there for me, which I appreciate because the next I was going to ask you, who is the front runner from MV- for MVP? You've said Bryce <laughs> Cotton. It's going to be a thrilling finale to the season down the stretch, Ryan. We can't wait to be tuning in to watch you and the rest of the call team uh, bring it home. Thanks for being with us today. Cheers, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, Adelaide 36's kickoff Pride Round. That's tomorrow in the State Basketball Centre. Uh, South East Melbourne Phoenix desperately need a win. And the 36ers, if they win, they still keep their slim finals chances alive. And McCafe Coffee catch-up with Ryan Brokoff. All thanks to Macca's Barista Made Ice Cold Drive-Thru for your iced coffee favourites at McCafe.